welcome to the Spirit Guide Society podcast. My name is Pedro Shanahan, and I'm your spirit guide. Tonight in the Mezcot Collective in Las Perlas, we had the one and only Rocio Domingo in the house with Mezcal Amaras. What? Incredible juice from Oaxaca and Guerrero. Isn't that curious? I think you need to listen to the podcast to understand what I'm talking about. That's right. Amaras, Mezcal, Mezcal Amaras. Gracias. Which we means love. Love. It means love, baby. It's all about love, guys. Yeah. Come on, wrap it up, guys. It's Wednesday. Woo! Got to get over that hump. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, guys. Some people didn't know what the slow clap was. I could tell. He's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Thanks for coming out from Mezcal Collective tonight, guys. Yeah. All right. We got a packed house tonight, and it makes my heart warm. So we're going to heal you all up tonight with some of the magical juices that come from the wonderful state of Oaxaca in Mexico. Rocio, she bailed on me again. What's going on, Rocio? Are you bums? What's going on? No, I feel like, did you just go over and talk to Maya Webb? Yeah. Is that what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I had to tell her something. <laughs> okay, well, well, tell us too, all right? Yes. You guys, let's give it up for Miss Rocio Domingo Woo-hoo! from Amaras, Mezcal Amaras in the house. Thank you, guys. Yeah, uh, so we're going to do some special stuff tonight. But first, give us a little history of the brand. Like, how long have you been doing this? Because this is like your baby, right? Well, yeah, so basically Amaras, uh, which, by the way, means you will love. Uh, it means love, so it's very appropriate. It's a command. It's for like, Valentine's. you will love. Yeah, it's like, you will love this mezcal. I'm into um, that. I, I like to be told what to do. <laughs> I can follow directions. You know, well, everyone has something they're into. So, oh, <laughs> this, this is not that show. Amor means love. Um, yes. Love for agave, love for Mexican, Mexican people, love for Mexico. Um, and it really is done with a lot of love. Like, I, I've been there a thousand times. I'm friends with the farmers. I'm friends with the maestros mezcaleros. And the philosophy behind our brand is all about really love. Like, that's, that's what inspired this brand to, to, to start 10 years ago. Well, cheers to that. We should be drinking already. I love the way. I <laughs> Let's love drink your the angle. cocktails. I love your yeah, corporate model. For, for love. <laughs> Um, it's about love. Literally. I love that. Um, and yeah, it is close to my heart because the owners are two Mexican guys uh, that are young. Um, they're my age. I think I'm young. You're young, baby. <laughs> you're young. I don't know. Uh, you're so younger yeah. than I am, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so. Um, I could be your dad. And the story's pretty. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm not that young. Uh, but um, so the story. Um, not appropriate. It's. Uh, <laughs> It starts 10 years ago with these two friends, Mexicans, backpacking uh, in Oaxaca, uh, land of mezcal. And they really didn't know so much about mezcal because it was not that popular 10 years ago, right? And they just started getting really into it. Like, they just started hanging out with all the farmers, with uh, all the different palenques trying all the different mezcals, and they were like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is such a complex, uh, delicate, beautiful, and special spiritual spirit uh, that they literally decided to go back to Mexico City, sell everything they owned, 
get a loan from the bank, and start a mezcal company. Like, literally, that's what happened. Um, that's what love will do. Yep. And that's what started the brand. They both had a vision that, you know, the mezcal industry was going to be in trouble because there was no regulation 10 years ago. So all these brands, American brands, or, you know, international Mexicans, brands, or, Mex yeah. or, yeah, would literally come and grab agaves, grab agaves, and no one was regulating that. And I don't know if you guys know, but agaves take 10 to 30 years to grow. Yeah. So it was just not sustainable, right? So that's what clicked. They had this, like, cling, and they were like, okay, this is what our mission is to save the agave industry and start a sustainable mezcal company. So, so that's what they did. They started a sustainable mezcal company 10 years ago. So how do you do sustainable mezcal? Do you guys have to, like, because you're talking about, if you guys don't understand, in, in the outlands of Oaxaca, it's, it's communal land. The, the way that the, the laws of the land are that it's shared by the people. And you do kind of community service to earn anything you take from the shared land. So therefore, in order, if you're going to take it, you have to do a lot to give back as well. So exactly. how do you guys give back and make the, the so harvesting of your mezcal, of your agaves uh, sustainable? Life it's about balance and about giving back. Like what you take, you have to give back. It's the philosophy which our company would be based on is that we will always give back to the land and the community. For every agave we take, we plant 10. So last year we planted 85,000 agaves. So wow. that's something I don't think any other yeah, brand does. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and to keep it in perspective though too, is that when you plant these Sylvester or wild uh, agaves, there's no guarantee that they're always going to take. They have to. They have a nursery. They go out and they actually plant starts that have, may have already been growing for a year or two, and they might die. Yeah. Like the 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 rate of attrition is quite high. Yes. If you plant four, you might be lucky if one or two survive because no one's out there watering them. You're talking about the high deserts of Oaxaca. These are. It's a risky production, you know, like it's hard for these agaves to survive. And yeah. traditionally, you know, they haven't been planted in the past. That wasn't a thing. They just were all yes. wild. Or Espadín was the number one mezcal by sales in Mexico the last four years. Um, another thing that it's really important about Amaras is that we don't only want to give back to the land, but also to the communities. 15% of our net profit goes back to the communities in Mexico, both in uh, Oaxaca and Guerrero, uh, sustainability projects. Too. Wow, that's amazing. So what are the villages that you're producing in? So you're in Guerrero and in Oaxaca? Yes. Okay, so what's going on in Guerrero versus what's going on in Oaxaca? Are you guys uh, just little tiny palenques down in Oaxaca and then a bigger yes. facility in, in Guerrero? So, so basically... Don't worry about those guys. We have microphones. <laughs> We're bigger than they are, right? No, I'm just distracted. I okay. got your back. Don't so, worry. Right. So, um, okay, so something also very important about our business model is fair trade, right? You know, you guys know fair trade, right? Fair trade, yeah. Yes. So uh, our business model uh, involves that the land is shared 50-50 with the Maestro Mescalero. So the Maestro Mescalero owns 50% of the land, we own the other 50. Therefore, they're our partners. They're not our employees. We just just go buy their mezcal, come back. It's more like a partnership. That's uh, cool. 
Yep. Very so, important. and also, and whenever they want to sell it to us, because they want to retire, whatever the case is, we buy it from them at a fair trade price. Uh, and also, we also came up with the Mezcal microloans, which is really cool, because we realized there is a really big gap between the farmers and the banks to get a loan. So yeah. we decided to invent this Mezcal microloans where we give them the money and they pay us back with Mezcal. So everyone is happy. So to, put the, to understand what she's talking about is, yeah, well, in these small villages in Oaxaca, there might only be 50 people living yeah. in this village and they might not have a well and they might not have a truck to be able to transport the Mezcal from where they're producing it to where they need it to be delivered. So all these things you can, that's what the microloans are for, or to like build some basic infrastructure. Some of these villages, traditionally these people walk eight to 12 hours a day to get to market or what have you. Like the indigenous people, they, they just walk for hours or and hours and hours donkeys. and hours. Or donkeys. Yeah. But they're trying to get these people. A better life. A better life and, and the ability Without to kind interest. of. Right. Like That's cool. Uh, and we amazing. also pay the farmers 20% above average from any other mezcal brand. So what are the names of, and then what, but what's going on up in Guerrero? We okay, didn't finish okay. that so part. So we have two type of Amaras that you're gonna try. One comes from Oaxaca, the other one from Guerrero. Uh, the one from Oaxaca comes from San Juan del Rio, uh, the village. Uh, and the one from Guerrero comes from uh, Mazatlan. Um, right now, I'm good, thank you. Um, right now, um, the situation in Guerrero is really tough uh, with the cartel and the drugs, and it literally takes the our workers to risk their life every day to produce the mezcal that you're gonna drink because we are a target uh, from the cartel. That's terrible. Uh, so it's it, it's really close to our hearts. Like the mezcal from Guerrero, you're gonna try literally. Uh, our, our employees take like risk their lives to to have a, a decent job in a mezcal instead of growing wheat or helping the cartel. So that's really important to know. Um, so that's all sustainability, fair trade, which is the backbone of our brand. Um, another thing I would love to share with you guys is that we are organic, a hundred percent. And we just got USDA organic certified, which no other very few mezcals have, because it costs a lot of money. Uh, but I think it's something cool to have because California is a very organic-driven market, and it makes sense that if you care about the food you eat and you go to Whole Foods and you buy organic oranges, well, why don't you care about the alcohol you drink? Right? Absolutely. Same thing. Especially because it's a distillate, so all those things are concentrated exactly. in Exactly. And it's organic because we don't use pesticides in the planting and we don't add absolutely anything in the fermentation process, which is uh, actually a very artisanal way of doing mezcal. You, uh, you don't add sulfate and it can take up to 30 days in the winter. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, so tonight we're doing something a little bit different from our standard Mezcal Collective. We're doing a little fruit and salt pairing. So yes. you should have the first mark in your glass. Stephanie brought it around for everyone. Now, Rocio, tell me what we've got a little bowl of fruit yes. here. So for the, for the first, um, well, before we try, I, I, I want to mention something else. So I said sustainability, 
organic and the third thing is really important and it's uh, we are artisanal so 10 generations of maestros mezcaleros have been producing mezcal this way there's six steps the selecting the, mez the agave uh, then you cook it under the earth uh, with, in a stone pit oven uh, then you put it in a miling, in an Egyptian mile, uh, which is a stone wheel. That yeah, a big mill. Yeah, the fibers yeah, yeah. out. And then we put those fibers in open pine barrels. And then we do a double distillation in copper steel. And then we bottle it. It's signed by the Maestro Mezcalero and shipped to you. Wow, you just covered a lot of ground really fast. Yes. Well, that's what mezcal <laughs> That's how you is. make artisanal mezcal. Yeah, so <laughs> traditional method, traditional methods. Um, and in Guerrero, it's the same. So the Plinque is in same, Oaxaca, same. the Plinque is in Guerrero. Same formula. Uh, we only use red oak for our cooking, which makes our mezcals really smooth. So what is in this glass? Is this a blend of all these different palenques? No, 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 no. no. So each uh, four, four palenques are for the U.S., okay. four palenques for Europe, and four for Mexico. Wow, so you have basically different expressions for different markets. Yeah, they, but they taste the same. The only difference in they the... They do not well, taste the every same. Every mezcal is unique. Every bottle is unique. That's how mezcal is. Ah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. I know what so, mezcal... A little bit. I'm an enthusiastic <laughs> student. So, okay. Yes, okay, What's the pairing. It? So this is okay. four palenques. Do you guys know how to drink mezcal? Mezcal is like kissing, guys. You don't, you don't put the tongue the, all the way the first time. Mezcal... This guy was like kissing guys. Wow. Yeah. Right. So we start sipping. Don't stick your tongue in. Okay, got it. And and now the the fruit that goes for the espadine from Oaxaca is the strawberry uh, and orange. Okay. So and the and the chile and peanut salt, which is oh, the okay. red one. So everyone should have a bowl in front yeah, of the them with yeah. a bunch of fruit in it. There's also a bowl of salt. And which, which kind the, of salt the, is this the, the red one is peanuts. If anyone is allergic to peanuts, please don't take it. Okay. That's a really important thing to know. <laughs> I, I can't eat peanuts. Yeah, yeah, so dip the fruit in the peanut salt, but I yep. will not because no. I can't eat peanuts. Yep. See, this, you guys almost had me die in front of you, and I'm kidding. <laughs> That it's would be that a bad. good show, though. It's not a good show. <laughs> Nobody wants to see people die. That's sadistic. <laughs> No, All right, I'm so kidding. try a little. <laughs> I'm kidding. I kid. It was really good. Um, so what do I do? I do. I dip the fruit in the salt. And yeah, then you I can dip the fruit in the mango. salt and then have another sip. It's about having fun. It's about creating an experience in your palate. So the strawberry and the orange and the yeah. peanut salt with so, chili. Is correct. This, what, what is this? What is this salt called? If I'm gonna try to do this at home, if I was having a little house party, where do I get it? What is it oh, you can't get it. It's created by a chef to, for our mezcals. Uh, so, oh. but so I tried the strawberry. It's awesome. Now, yeah. now I'm supposed to try some orange? No, 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 no. That's just the strawberry for the first one. Okay. Where's um, the one with the peanuts? So the first mezcal, guys, we're right, drinking is the Amaraz Espadin that comes from Oaxaca. Oaxaca is a very dry, arid land, uh, high mountain. So you're meant to be getting... Florals, citrus, wood, smoke, in a very balanced and clean kind of way. So stick your nose in the glass. You guys, you've got that first mark, breathing gently through your mouth. You've tasted that strawberry. You've had that peanut salt with the chili. Now tap this over your tongue and tell me what that experience is all about. And how does it bridge between what you ate and what you're sipping on? 
Where is that bridge? So there's a beginning, middle, and end. So describe how those flavors go together or how they might change. Miguel, what are you getting? The, the clay. The clay. He can taste the clay. So a minerality. Okay. What are you getting? An herbal quality as well. Herbal. So herbaceous. Uh, minerally. Most people say that our espadine is one of the smoothest. That's how it's described. One of the smoothest espadines there is in the market. Our ABV is 41, which is the lowest you can go in the U.S. Uh, and that's part of our philosophy that you don't drink to get drunk. You drink to enjoy and have fun, right? It's uh, really citrusy. Maybe it's the strawberry, but to me, the citrus the punch citrus, comes through really strong. Citrus, I get like an orange hit yeah. right in the middle of my tongue. And floral. You're meant to be getting florals, too. I don't know. Wow. What else? What are you guys getting here? Tap some over your tongue. What, is it, what does it taste like to you? Everyone's experience is different. No wrong answers. Did you guys you know are... that mezcal awakens your senses? Oh, I know that. That's well, why I drink it in the morning. We believe a lot in the spiritual side of mezcal. We have very spiritual owners, so that's a big part. Um, so mezcal is a sacred plant in Mexico, uh, which has been used since pre-Hispanic times. And we believe that the reason why when you drink mezcal, your spirits get awakened and you feel happy and not drunk uh, is because there's still some of the energy of the sun in the bottle. So that's the energy of the sun is literally going into your blood. And that's why we feel awakened. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Every I other like alcohol that. is a downer. Shine so. on, baby. Come on. Yeah. Shine on. Let's do this. How do you guys like that? So what is the name of the first mark? It's just the Espadine. Amaras the... Espadine. Okay. Now, is this Espadine, are you guys watering it down to proof, or is this cast strength? Cast strength. This is cast strength. Yeah. So what's we the proof? It's 40, uh, 41. 41, so 82 proof. 82 proof, yeah. And that's, you're yes. not adding, you're not bringing it we, down to proof? We, you we do it. double distillation, and, you and we only use proof? the hearts to okay. do the double distillation. Interesting. In Mexico, it's 36. Respect for the mezcal. Yes. Take it easy, baby. Yes. Right on. All right, so Stephanie's coming around with our second mark. What is this one going to be, Rousseau? All right, so <clears throat> our next tasting, we're going to taste... Or Amaraz Cupreata. Cupreata is the type of agave. So we haven't really talked much about agaves as a plant. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't so know if you guys know, there's 200 types of agaves in the world, and 150 of them are in Mexico. But you can only do mezcal from 22 of them, certified. Correct? Certified. Oh, yeah, yes. maybe they're more than. Maybe there's 23 now. now. Yeah. And it only comes from eight states. Oh, there's only eight states certified to produce mezcal in Mexico. And so the cuprieta, like, okay, so the first one we tried is the espadine. That is the ancestral mother of the blue Weber agave, which is what tequila is made from. Yes. It's a big, huge, spiky plant. Espadine means like sword. Sword. So these super long fronds and that are very, very sharp that actually used to be used as weapons by yeah. the Aztecs. Or and needles. Or needles, you can use them as sewing Pre needles. Pre-Hispanic times. You can use the um, fibers, fibers to, to make sew. all kinds of materials. But the cupriata, that is completely different. Can you describe what yes. a cupriata uh, looks the like? The cupriata is very, um, more like, uh, so the, the spadin is long and green. The, the cupriata is like, like more like cabbage-y, like really rough, like to the point where we can no 
cut it in for the pine with a hat, we have to do it with a machine because it's impossible for a human to cut that pine. It's like super woody, yes, woody or something. It's, it, it's you, like you can't no, cut it with an axe. No, that's insane. It's so so tough. It's it's from the papalote family. Okay. And it's a wild agave. So this one you're gonna try now takes 13 years to grow to mature. Um, and like I said, the only difference in the process is that. The espadine we cut the the, pa, the the pine we cut it with an axe in four. With the cupriata you can't humanly cut it. You have to use a machine to cut it in That's four. That's crazy. And so the the espadine can be like a meter to a meter and a half. Yeah. They can be really big. Yeah. How big? You said cabbage. Like is it about yeah, as big as a basketball it, then? Um, yeah, it's like half the size. Right on. So um, let's let. What are we gonna pair this with in so here? So the cupriata comes from Guerrero. Guerrero oh, wow. is a state that we could say that uh, the weather and the conditions are a bit opposite to Oaxaca. Guerrero is subtropical. Uh, it's very lush, very green. There's rain, there's jungle, and a sea level. So you're gonna get very different notes. Uh, it's very complex. And we're gonna pair it with guava and cacao. Whoa, okay. Yeah. Guava and cacao, it's literally the best pairing for cupriata. It's so amazing. how do you want me to do it? You want me to nibble so, on no, some? First, first you do a sip, just the mezcal. Okay. Always. Ooh, wow. Okay. And the, the salt. The are cut in slivers. The salt is uh, avocado and hoja santa, the green one. Whoa. So uh, with this, I would recommend to do sip of mezcal, salt, Sip of mezcal guava, sip of mezcal cacao. It's like a three-course so dinner. So just like pinch a little salt onto yeah, your tongue? Yeah, just salt on your tongue, okay, yes. Okay, all right. The green salt, The yes. green salt. Oops, sorry. Really, really amazing. What a cool pairing. It's perfect. Well, there's this beautiful smoky quality to the mezcal, and it's also got this like really deep green quality. But the fruit is kind of lifts it out of that greenness. It's, it's really cool. Exactly. Yeah, um, this mezcal has been described, the tasting notes always like tasting green. If you could taste the color green, it would be this mezcal. Also, I love, there's, we have a video in our website that is amazing of the Maestro Mezcalero, and he describes this mezcal. He says that Priata tastes like thyme. Wow. I don't know, that's deep. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get this really dark, like cedary, vibe off it but with the cacao it is amazing what are you guys getting when you with that chocolate at the end and you sip that mezcal that smoky mezcal smoked with the red oak that deep green very verdant tasting agave it's like cedar and 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 fern even like really dark green yes. notes you know can you guys feel the minerality from the land and the mm. sea that is amazing with the cacao. That yeah. is absolutely my Cacao blowing. and cupriata are like the perfect marriage. I love that. <laughs> Literally. That is amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. What do you guys think? What else? What are you guys experiencing with that pairing? The pairing with uh, <laughs> the pairing with the chocolate made it taste like dry meat. Um, the architecture of it is really beautiful. It's got that beautiful spike of saltiness at the test. bottom, and it ends with minerality. It's really delicious. And, and what kind of what kind of chocolate did you guys get? Uh, I got a organic certified fair trade seventy two percent cacao. Where'd you get it? Um, yeah. they, they sell it. I'll tell you the brand. Yeah. 
Sabra needs more chocolate. So um, the tasting notes of Cupriata um, are very, it's, it's very complex. Um, when a mezcal, when we say that a mezcal is complex, it means that it has many layers. So I actually keep a journal of everything that people say when they, when they try Cupriata. And I've heard everything from cheese, watermelon, toasted caramel, leather, wet earth, bell pepper, toasted pumpkin seeds, tobacco, um, tamarindo, uh, jamón ibérico, uh, I mean. I'm getting like, oddly enough, with the pairing of the chocolate at the end, I'm getting like a berry note out of it, like raspberries. And that is weird. Yeah. But sometimes that happens. It can go any direction. Well, it's because it's a confluence of different influences. They start to meld and they create new flavors together. The smokiness of the mezcal with the the bitterness of the chocolate, that savory quality to the salt with the guava, it turns into something completely different. Like A plus B plus C plus D does not equal E. No. It turns into something else. Exactly. Never ending formula. Right on. I really love that Cupriata. So what is that going to run me at my local liquor store? So our pricing actually is insanely good. Um, you can find the Amaras Espadín, the first one, for around $40 in any store. And uh, you can find the Cupriata for 46 to 50 which for artisanal, organic, sustainable mezcal, it's really good price. It's incredibly good price. Thank you for that. Yeah. So we had the Amaras Espadín. We just tried the Amaras Cupriata. What is this third spirit that we're going to sip All on? All right. So last but not least, guys. Definitely not least. We are going to try our new brand. Well, it's not that new. It came out a year ago, but it is the newest. Hey, in, in the <laughs> life of agave, uh, yes. that's, that's a blink of an eye. Exactly. Uh, this is a complete different brand, Not although it's owned by the same eyes. owners. Um, and it's a, it's a different branding. It's a different concept. So we were like, we wanted to be very clever because there, there's an overpopulation of mezcal uh, companies right now. Like, it's too crowded out there. So we took it slow. We did a market research. And we asked all our um, accounts around the world, you know, like, what is missing? What is missing in the mezcal industry? What can we do with this beautiful agaves that is different, is new, is fresh? And we came to the conclusion that all the mezcals that were under $20 a bottle, let's, let's say competitive pricing, were bad quality. We came to that conclusion. We were like, whoa, yeah, like why do, uh, why doesn't everyone have access to good mezcal for a good price, yeah, right? And, and why do hangovers exist? Yeah, and why do hangovers? So we were like, wow, what if we can create a mezcal that is uh, designed for cocktails, for wells, right? Which is a big thing in the US, people drink a lot of cocktails. Uh, and we can make it organic, sustainable, and artisanal. Who's gonna say no to that? I'm not saying no. So we created Verde, which is amazingly priced. The branding is awesome. So each bottle is designed by a young Mexican artist, and they change constantly. So every four months, you get a new batch of bottles, 
and you can go to the website, check who the artist is. And it's another way of promoting Mexico, which is yeah. our mission, and giving back. We give them a platform to express themselves. Um, so it's a really cool project. And yeah. uh, instead of giving back 15% to Mexico, like we do with Amaraz, we give back 10%, which is still a lot of our net profit. Uh, but yeah, it's still amazing, and you're gonna try it right now. Hey Bart, show us that bottle. I want to see the cool artist bottle here. Yeah, we have one. That's the Galactic Agave. Oh, pass it around. That's a gorgeous bottle. Yeah. And if you guys didn't know, this is Bart. He's our GM here. And it's Perlis. his birthday. It's his birthday. <laughs> we love you, Bart. Thank you for helping to create this space. Yes. Sichibeu. So guys, the only difference between, uh, this is an Espadín too, but the difference with Amaraz is that this one is uh, more thought for co cocktails, so we did it smokier. There's a higher ABV, and it's also cooked with three different types of woods instead of one. So this one is cooked with red oak, pine, and pepper tree, which is like our little secret weapon. Wow. And what makes it so good. That's crazy. Yeah. All right, so what are we pairing this okay, with in terms of so our fruit? Okay, so we're gonna pair this. So return to your bowl of fruit here. With pineapple, and again, the chili salt, the red one, because pepper and pineapple is like a match made in heaven. What are the grapes for? What are these grapes pepper for? Pepper is the wood is co cooked with. What are the grapes for? Grapes are just for snacking. <laughs> <laughs> she she bought them for snacking. Grapes well, are not part of the pairing. Well, okay, I'm totally confused. Okay, yeah. I'll go with it. I, That's I'm, our decoration. I can abide. I, ah. Grapes make wonderful decorations. Exactly. Okay, so stick that pineapple into that salt. Oh, I think we need more salt. Hey, Steph, can we get some more salt over here, more please? Salt. People are really they're into their salt. Can you guys feel the pepper in the mezcal? Let's go right here. Yeah, so what is that experience, guys? Are you getting the pepperiness from that pepper wood that's used to smoke the agave? And, and, and what is the experience of the salt with the fruit and the mezcal? Please yeah. share your experience. No wrong answers. What are you getting? The pineapple. Try it with the try it, the pineapple salt and the mezcal all in one. All in one. You can do Miguel, like a little doing, cocktail buddy? in your mouth. Yeah, tell me about your experience. Miguel will help guide us here. So guys, this is the price on Verde is ridiculous. You can buy this is like literally the best gift to bring to a party because the bottle you can keep it as decoration. They're so beautiful, but like it costs like thirty to thirty-five dollars in the store. That's crazy. So Miguel. I did it, but uh, to me, like tropical fruits, they have a uh, special to, like papaya to me. Ooh, papaya. Yeah, yeah, I like that. yeah. Uh, what about the experience of the salt with the oh, pineapple? Oh no, it's, it comes out a lot of flavors to me. Yeah, it's really good. Like that. Does it bring out the sweetness? Does it bring out the smoke? What, no, what no, it's smoke, but uh, it's not sweet. It's like more fruity, like it's a little sweet. What are you guys getting over here? Like when you when you try that pineapple with the salt. Oh, oh salsa so, verde. Salsa verde, excellent. We should tell Bart that because they don't have Verde here. Yeah, Bart, we, you we guys have, should have we it. We have some uh, requests here. It's his birthday. He might not remember this their, moment. Their, their, like. favorite, their favorite mezcal was the Verde, so they want to buy it, but you don't have it, right? Uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs>
He's working on it. Rocio, Rocio, this is, this is like the, the definition of a hard sell. Let me ask you in front of everyone whether you'll buy my product, all right? No pressure, bro. It's just a bunch of people sitting around looking at you. It's cool. It's all no, right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He used right. to have it. We're, he just ran out. We just ran out. Exactly. We're a very busy mescaleria. <laughs> wow, that is a cool, cool pairing. But the grapes are just for snacks. Yeah. They look <laughs> we did this fruit with salt pairing. Now, I know that Oaxaca, there's a tradition to that. A lot of the old stills were clay pot stills. And clay doesn't have the same quality of copper. Copper removes the, the, the sulfites in the organic matter, in the, the agave, are going to be bonded by the sulfates in the copper. So they're going to stick to the still, and they'll be removed from the distillate. Now, sulfates, sulfites, those things are what we define as kind of like smoky or bitter flavors. So the tradition of using salt with tequila or mezcal comes from the fact that in the old world, they weren't a lot of times not using copper pot stills. They're using clay pot stills. Mezcal or the tequila would have a sulfury note in the nose. Okay. It might smell like, like eggs or something. Yeah. So you would use salt uh, and lime, salt and citrus to cut through the sulfury note that would have been in your homemade mezcal. Some of these palinques, the mezcal they're putting out kind of had a, a little bit of a stink to it, yeah. is what I've been told. Nice. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what I heard the history of salt and citrus with mezcal and Makes tequila sense. is, is that they were trying to cut through that kind of sulfury note that was on the top of the old school tequilas and mezcals. So something that is really um, amazing about the agave plant itself is that its only purpose in life is to reproduce, right? After it reproduces, That's how I feel. it dies. <laughs> so. I have a lot in common with the agave. Yes, you do. <laughs> so, yeah, so after they reproduce, they die. And. That's to, not what happens to me. I know, he, he's still alive, so. <laughs> I've never reproduced, but I keep trying. I practice all the time as often as possible. Yes. Practice makes... Exactly. I, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it does have to make people so, feel better. To make mezcal, you select the agaves when they're about to reproduce. That's when you grab them, because all the juices inside, the liquids, are full charge of energy, literally, because they're about to reproduce. And that's when you cut the quiote, which is a flower that comes from the agave plant and grab the pines. So it's kind of very poetic and spiritual that to produce this beautiful spirit, you have to take the agave when it's about to reproduce. That is amazing description. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Does anyone else have any questions for Rocio about the wonderful Amara, Mezcal Amaris line? Yes, dear. Yes. Out of the 200 agaves, you said 150 are in Oaxaca? No. In Mexico, but there's eight states that can produce mezcal. Yes. And there's, it's agaves are like they're highly uh, mutable. They can they can change. So and and because of the nature of Oaxaca, a lot of the indigenous cultures have been traditionally isolated. 
So their languages, there's a lot of different languages, indigenous languages in Oaxaca, like 28, 34, there's like, yeah. there's dozens of dialects, indigenous dialects. Yeah. And that means that like, you could go, seriously go like 20 miles and point at the same plant and the name's gonna be different depending on who's your, who you're with. Like your one person be like, oh, that's a cupriata. And they're like, no, 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 that's not a cupriata. That's something else. Like, that's just the nature of language, you know? Like, all right, another question back here. I just have a question around what this is over here, the setup. I love that you asked me about our little altar. Um, so that's that's the goddess. Yeah, let's 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 finish yeah. over here with my. Uh, I'm gonna tell you oil. a little like story of how the Aztecs in pre-Hispanic times thought that mezcal was created, which is a very cool cool story. Uh, so Mayahuel is the goddess of fertility, is the goddess of mezcal. And um, we have this altar as a homage to Mayawell, right? And the story goes basically that the Aztecs in pre-Hispanic times, you know, um, they idolized, idolized uh, many gods. Um, and, but there was good gods and bad gods, right? So there was the god of darkness, the goddess of darkness, which name is Sinimiti. Uh, and this, uh, the the ruler of gods in in the earth, which name was Quetzal, uh, decided that he was over with darkness. He wanted, he only wanted light. So he went to the land of the gods and to you know stand up to Sisimiti. And what happened is he fell in love with Mayawel, and she brought it, brought her back with him to the to the land of the living, to the to the earth. Obviously, Sisimiti didn't like this. Uh, she was really upset that this guy stole his uh, goddaughter. Uh, yeah. So Latinos don't like to share their men. Exactly. So she. No <laughs> one likes to share their man. So they decided to because she was she wanted to kill them. She they decided to transform this, themselves into trees uh, to hide from her and. Uh, no, actually, sorry, Sisimiti um, decided to turn Mayawel, the goddess of fertility, into a tree. So that's how the whole legend of uh, the agave. And then. Well, she's not a tree, she's an agave, right? No, she, 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 then she, first she's transmitted to a tree, but then because, um, what's his name? Quetzal missed her so much, the gods decided to um, transform this tree into an agave. That's how the maguey is created. An agave that will be with a thunder, like they created the, from the tree to agave. And like this, uh, Querel could drink the nectar from this agave plant and, and, and fulfill their sorrows and the sadness of, of missing her. So there's a whole love story behind um, mezcal uh, and the way it was created. And Maya L is the mother of all of that, right? Yeah. Yes, so. exactly. So basically, Mezcal was created to uh, forget uh, heartbreaks. <laughs> wow. Cheers to that. Black Valentine's. Wow, right. <laughs> Cheers to you guys. Thank you guys for coming out for Mezcal Collector tonight. Let's give Thank it up you. for Rosa Domingo. Thank you, guys. Mezcal Amabras. Get a bottle for your home bar. Help these guys out. They're trying to do good things. 
support sustainable mezcal, and that means drink esbarin most of all. Thank you, guys. Do you guys, do you guys feel awakened? Yes. Is your spirit awakened? Yes. See, it works. Oh, and I didn't say this, but I guarantee that if you only drink mezcala maraz all night and you don't mix it with wine, sugar, juice, beer, no hangover. You can drink a whole bottle. A whole bottle, I swear. She's advocating serious heavy drinking right now, so. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating and review. The Spirit Guide Society is a Spirit Adventures production in association with Bitten from the Apple Productions. Special thanks to Tone Mesa for their post-production and audio services. The show is produced by Andrew Apple and me, Pedro Shanahan. Executive producer, Andrew Abrahamson. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spirit Guide SOC. We'll be there to answer any questions you have, share what we're drinking, and more. And if you're still thirsty, you can always find more episodes of the show wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to always drink responsibly. That means don't drink to forget. Drink to remember.